You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. This is the Rolling Toe Show, Episode 2. We're with the Kevin Rutherford's Less Truck Group. And we're here to talk about tire wear and handling issues. Uh, last week went real well. This week, we think we've got the electronics figured out better. Uh, we should be able to roll through this well. We have quite a queue list of people who called already. If you want to ask us a question, you need to push one. That will put you up in the queue for us to ask, answer your questions. If you don't want to, don't push one. If you push one twice, you'll come on and then go right back off again. So you don't want to do that either. Um, since this is the second episode, and I wrote 26 posts on Facebook and LinkedIn, and then we'll open up and start talking about things. If we want to resolve the problem of alignment and tire wear, it's first necessary to define the characteristics of tire wear and handling issues as seen on today's vehicles. In my experience, 95% of them can be defined with five descriptions. There will be many situations that will have more than one description appropriate, but it can help lead to the primary issue. Comprehensive presentations on the items that follow were first published in my book, Truck Wheel Alignment, A Common Man's Guide, published by MD Alignment in 1995. Some of this has been adapted by other companies as a useful diagnostic process. Tire wear can be broken down into two main categories. One is feathered wear. You're going to have one or the other or both on your tires. Handling complaints tend to run into three categories, right pulls, vibration, and road water. The first item, feathered wear, is nothing new. Alignment and tire wear, people have been aware of it, but combination patterns can be confusing. This wear is caused by dragging a tire sideways or with lateral drag. That is the only thing that will cause it. An outside force must be present, and the most common incorrect uh, common causes are incorrect toe settings and dr- incorrect drive axle alignment. Simply put, toe in causes the wear that is worst on the outside of the tire, and the feathering points toward the frame, and the toe out is just the opposite. Drive axle issues cause one front tire to show toe-in wear and the other front tire to show toe-out wear, or you'll wear on the outside of one front tire and the inside of the other front tire. Inside wear on the left front and outside wear on the right front is the most common pattern here in North America. However, when you combine a toe problem with a drive axle alignment issue, you wind up with toe on one front tire much worse than the other. For example, a slight toe-out setting in the front axle combined with a misalignment of the drive axis will produce rapid and irregular wear in the left front tire and little or no wear in the right front. The left front will display toe-out feathering and inside edge wear, but the right front will have little or no feathering. It's important to note that this pattern can start at any time during the life of a tire. Alignment conditions do not remain constant just because the suspension is does not remain constant because the suspension is constantly subject to wear and tear. Just like oil leaks can start at any time, 
Alignment settings can change because of wear in any part of the suspension and cause the pattern to begin. Constant inspection of the tires for feathering is necessary to protect the tires from premature wear. When you feel the wear pattern starting, it is time for an alignment, not just when you replace the tires. <coughs> Excuse me. At this point of the discussion, we come to significant disagreement. The tires telling me one thing, toe in or toe out, or drives are wrong. But the alignment system is saying something else. Who do I trust to solve the issue? My experience is that the tire is telling you what's happening, and the machine, whatever the machine is, is limited by many factors. The process it's designed to use, and the alignment specs that are used for the setting. In the next, we will continue that discussion. Now, in the first two, we've discussed general concepts of what's right and wrong in the alignment industry. Now, this week, we did get an email from one of our customers, and I'd like Kevin to read his report on what's happened in the last six months since he started using our process. Yes, today's customer response will be played by Kevin Beck. <clears throat> Mike, things are going well here. Most of our tractors have been aligned now, and we are experiencing major improvements in tire wear. We now have approximately 75,000 steer tire miles on one of our worst offenders. But tires are still going strong with at least 70% tread left with no signs of any irregular wear. This truck usually goes 40 to 45,000 miles on a single set of steers. That's a pretty good improvement. And that's the kind of stuff we want people to see. I did get an email picture, or not an email, a Facebook post from another customer posting a picture of his steers that had 200,000 miles with no irregular wear and 830 seconds of tread left. That's the kind of stuff we're trying to accomplish. The education we give you, the more you know about how to take care of your truck, inflation, speed, proper tires, and maintenance will cause this to happen. We're now going to move into phone calls. We have quite a list. And again, if you want to ask a question, if you want to make a comment, push one on your phone so we'll come to you and ask it. We're going to start off with somebody in area code what? 417. 417 area code. So are you there? Hello yes, there. This is. Yep, we're here. Yes, sir, hey, what I was your question? You. I can hear you. Uh, we have a 2014 Peterbilt that has a tire size of 315, 80, 25. And they, MD alignment and the tire shops all say the same thing. They say that wearing on the inside and the outside evenly is just something that that tire does. I'm um, wondering what your thoughts were on that. You're, so you're wearing off both shoulders of both steer tires, is that correct? Yep. That's, uh, we've done that. We're on our third set, and um, everyone says the same thing. That's just what they do is what they say, and yeah. uh plan on changing them around 110 to 120,000 miles. Okay. I want to make sure I got this clear. You, mm -hmm. There's two shoulders on each steer tire. Is it doing this on both shoulders on both steer tires? Both evenly on both steer tires, uh-huh. Okay. All right. And, and a 315 and a 385 and a 425, those are all wider base tires than the 11R or the 295-75, do have a tendency to wear on both shoulders. Does it start as no, a wear about the width of your finger 
and then gradually get wider? Yeah, it starts real small on the outside, and then it just wears until that first rib is totally gone. Um, it never advances into this second or third rib. It just does that very first one on both shoulders. This this 315 you've got, they generally build those in what we call a regional tire design, where the shoulder of the tire, that outside rib, is all one big solid piece. If you look at some of the highway tires, the, the Michelin XCA3, they actually have a small quarter-inch wide piece of rubber and then the main rib. But yours doesn't have that, does it? No. Oh, okay. So you're, that 315 tire is what we call a regional tire. It's designed for a high scrub turning operation where you're going to hit curbs and stuff. And if you have that little quarter-inch wide, it'll rip it off and ruin the tire. If anybody makes a 315 that has that small decoupler at the outside, that means it's a highway design. It's a lot better wear out of it. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay, we thought, you know, we run Counteract, and we've had the MD alignment look at it. And, yeah, this is we're an on entire... our third set at 245000 <laughs> Yeah, This is an alignment problem or balance problem. It's a tire design problem. What are you doing with this truck that you need a 315? We have a bigger sleeper on it, uh, so we need the fort width. We built it with a 14.6 front end, and that's what it came with because we run a bigger sleeper. So we run Does, about 13.5 or so on our steer axle up front. If, you, if you're only running 13.5, you don't need a 315. You could go to an 11R24, is it a 22 or 24.5? 22.5, right? The 22, 22.5, you, yeah. You could go to 11R22.5 or a 295.75R22.5, a low pro 22.5, but get it in the load range H, and you can carry 13.2 mm-hmm. to the front axle. And if you buy a highway tread like an XDA3, you won't have that tire wear problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I would move okay. away from yeah, three one five. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Not a problem. You have yourself a good day. You All too. Right. Thank okay. you. One question down. Let's see what else we can find here. Really, only one more question to we go. Need, we so. need some more questions or comments. Anybody wants to talk to us, click in, and now's the opportunity. Yep. Just push one on your phone, and we'll come and talk to you. All right. But right now, we've got Steve, and he's got a tire wear issue himself. So just hold on a second. Uh, we're having a little problem here, Steve. Did it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hold on. All there right. Uh, there, Steve. Now we got you. Uh, uh, How are you doing, Steve? Can you hear me now? <laughs> we can hear you now. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I've um, got a 2000 uh, Volvo, and I have a, 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 a 22.5 steer tires. Uh, and I've had outside wear since I got the truck a few months ago on the left side. Uh, and I had a kingpin that needed, needed replacing. So when they replaced the kingpin... Uh, it was a lot smoother after that, so I actually bought an XZA3 Plus and put it on the right side. I had a about 15, 30 seconds left on the right side steer, so I moved it to the left because I was scared to buy two XZA3 Pluses and have the same problem. Well, it's 
that that one is that I moved over to the left side is wearing on the outside again. Even though the truck seems pretty smooth, I have not had it in an MD alignment shop yet, uh, so I'm not sure about the alignment. Uh, so, what what are the options? What are the best uh, options to look at and uh, maybe get in to see you guys? <laughs> Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about this wear. Outside edge left front tire is a fairly unusual wear, but there is one particular time that I find this occurs. Did you say this is a Peter car? No, you a said Volvo. it was a Volvo. Oh, Volvo. 2000 Volvo. Now, Volvo should have a Meritor front axle. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Or do you know? Uh, 2000? I'm not, not sure, but yeah, it probably does for 2000. Yeah, the, you, you normally will get a Meritor with that truck unless you spec a Dana, okay? Mm-hmm. With the Dana axle, they build a bias into the camber in the axle, and if you're running light all the time, sometimes we have a difficulty with the outside edge of the left front tire. What kind of loads are you running with this truck? Uh, I'm running about uh, about 40% of the time pretty heavy, you know, fairly heavy, you know, 75, 78,000, uh, and about maybe 60% of the time, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, Fifty-five to sixty thousand. I'm not real heavy. Um, now it does. If you leave the steering wheel, yeah. If you let go of the steering wheel, it will drift slightly to the left, which has always been. That's. I mean, I've never had that on a truck. <laughs> You've got an alignment problem, then. I suspect okay. that as the pattern develops, if you slide your hand back and forth across the steer tire, it'll feel smooth as you slide in toward the frame and rough as your hand comes back out. I'll have to check that. I'll be stopping shortly. I'll have to check that to, to be sure. Um, yeah. But, uh, well, it's obviously I've, I, you know, I've been kind of trying to get myself around the world to get to Kansas City to get to Chaz, and then I just thought about it. I get to Iowa a lot. <laughs> so I probably we, need to start to work out getting to you guys. You can come to us. If you go to our website, uh, www.mdalignment.com, and you look at the shop locator, there's a U.S. map that's got shops all over the place that have got our equipment. And yeah. you need, and, and like anybody else, just because he bought a Freightliner truck doesn't mean he knows how to drive it. We try to right. train all the people to use our equipment right, but we can't depend on them always to use the same guy. So you need to convince yourself that they're going to be able to handle it for you. But there are other options yeah. out there, okay? Plenty of options. Right, right. I am, I am in Iowa a lot. You do have a shop in Des Moines, is that correct? Alignments here in Des Moines. Okay, well, I'm going to try to call your shop and try to, next time I'm that, in that direction, try to work out a time to get by that. I'd like to get this, get a good three-axle alignment and get it straightened out before I go and and uh, buy a new tire. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good it. idea. And uh, I've got the new XDA3 Plus on the right. I would actually, you know, I would go ahead and buy you know, another one. But I, I feel like, you know, obviously I need to get a three-axle alignment because I haven't, had the truck long, but I, I do see this wear again already. So I'll, I will uh, try to work with getting to your shop because, uh, yeah, I, I, from what I've heard, definitely you guys are good and uh, your guy Chad in, in Kansas City. I know you've trained a lot of other people, but there again, some of them may not be like you say they they may not the guy you train may not be there anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so I've heard you talk about that in the past. So. I will try to. I will definitely try to get in. Uh, get 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 into your shop because I am in Iowa. Often. Okay. Very good, sir. You have a good day. Thank you very Bye. much. Thank you. Bye bye. Right, okay. What do we got next? Oh, well, we got uh, four more. Good. 
Pull us up uh, another one. Let's go ahead and click on one of these. This would be the 949 area. This is Mike at uh, Blog Talk Radio. Who have I got? Yeah, Mike, you got to stand here. Anyway, this going back to last week when you're talking about the Hendrix trailer axles. <clears throat> I've got one that does that cupping, but it only does it on the left front tire. None of the other tires cup. Mm-hmm. What kind of trailer? It is a, it's a Benson step deck. Step deck. Okay. Which means you may be carrying more load on the front axle than the back axle anyway. We have that on some of the custom trailers like that. Everybody thinks because it's air ride that the load's being evenly distributed, and it doesn't necessarily. So the first thing I would do is I would check for that front position to make sure that the bearing is, in fact, tight. If it is, in fact, tight, then I would consider reinforcing the axle. Okay, it's, it's the same repair, but it's only doing it on the one corner versus, you know, both yeah. sides. Yeah, I would I would still repair uh, reinforce them all the way across the axle. And, and make okay. sure that it stays where you want it. Okay? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Very good, sir. You have a good day. All right. Thank you. All right. You too. All right. All right. We're doing pretty good here. We're moving along. we got about uh, almost 40, a little over 40 minutes left. And we got more questions. we got a few more questions. So let's see what uh, the 218 area code has to say. Hello. All right. Um, I know you guys have your books, but have you ever considered putting them on tape or an audio? You're, you're breaking up. I'm. I'm I didn't yeah. hear that. I I know you guys have your books, but have you ever considered yeah. putting them in audio form or uh, on tape so we can listen to them on the road? Yes. In fact, we uh, we seriously tried several times to put the book in audio form. Uh, we got in problems with the production company; it never got completed. So what we're trying to do is, with this blog talk, record all of this stuff, and then people can stream it, load it on their iTunes, uh, their iPhones and stuff, and listen to it while they're driving. So this is one attempt to do exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Thank you. And we- <laughs> have a good day. All right. Now, that was the 218 area code. I guess we're talking to the 203 area code, since that one was pretty quick. 203, this is Mike. Thank you so much for taking my call. I have uh, a comment and two questions, if you have time. We have plenty Uh, of time. My comment comment is about Chad. Uh, And I know everybody's going to call this show and, and say how great he is, but I'll be just yet another one. Uh, I put over 400,000 miles on my truck and had six different alignments done on it. And I couldn't get the truck to go straight. And I was blowing through front tires. Chad did my uh, alignment. And uh, I now have uh, about 125, 130,000 miles on it. Rock solid wear across the the faces of uh, the, the front tires. Uh, excellent, excellent job he did. I, I just, I can't speak enough about him and he's not afraid to take the time to explain stuff to you, which is so awesome. Uh, I don't know necessarily know everything about trucks, but when it's explained to me, I feel like I know a little bit more than when I started, which helps me 
understand my vehicle better. Uh, excellent, excellent job. Uh, can you clone no, 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 him me, at all? Let me give you. I will let him know what's going on, but I want to tell you a secret. Everybody talks really great about Chad. Chad is a really nice guy. I met his wife. He's got great kids and stuff. But I got to tell you, it took me 10 years to train him to get to this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, 10 excellent years you put into him. Um, okay, on to uh, my question. Uh, uh-huh. I have uh, XZA2 Plus Energy steer tires. I specifically picked them uh, because they have the lowest rolling resistance I could find out of any tire. I understand that they're a regional tire, that they're not an over-the-road tire, even though I'm using them as an over-the-road tire. And I do have that step wear uh, in the shoulder that uh, Chad actually told me specifically that I was going to get it. Uh, And it's showing up, and it's not that bad, but I'm wondering how much am I going to be sacrificing the life of the tire to be able to get that better rolling resistance? Well, let's, let's look at it this way. Normally the shoulder will step down between two and three thirty seconds compared to the rest of the tire. Okay. If it stays the width of your little finger all the way around the tire uniformly and never progresses in and takes out the whole rib, you didn't sacrifice anything. Okay. The problem is that it is so susceptible to wanting to eat in and take out the rib that oftentimes you'll sacrifice, oh, anywhere from 25 to 40% of the life of the tire because you're using a regional tire in a line haul operation. Now, you okay. compare that against your real fuel savings, and then you make a decision whether it's a good deal or not. Personally, we don't have any... We avoid having any opinion on what rolling resistance really means as far as fuel economy, because it's not our business at all. Well, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. Uh, You stick to what you know and and, and do it well. (laughs) Okay. Second question. Uh, What the heck does the name of the show mean? What the heck does the name of what? The show mean. The, the, rolling what, toe. what is rolling toe? Yeah, I don't understand okay. what that terminology is. That's okay. actually a later blog, but as a quick no, answer, no, we'll, we'll talk about it. Conventional alignments are done after you put the vehicle on a free turning pad, relax the front end, and attempt to measure what the toe is. But when you drive off that, the drag that builds up while the tire is rolling pulls tire toward toe out and changes the alignment. We don't believe in using turn plates or pads. We measure rolling toe as a critical measurement for the alignment. Ah, that's why Chad drives it back and forth every time he makes an adjustment. I want to know what it measures while you're driving it, not after you put it on some artificial surface. Right. It wouldn't matter to a, a computerized system at all whether or not you backed it up or rolled it forward, because after you roll it forward, you would end up back on those plates. So there's no real recheck done. Ah, uh, makes sense. Well, thank you. You're more than welcome. You have yourself a great day. You too. All right. So uh, I don't even know how many calls down. We've got one more question in the queue. We'd like a lot more people to 
Yeah, we've got half the show to go. If anybody wants their questions and answers, we've got plenty of to listen to them. Uh, But this one will be the 304 area code. Hey, guys, how are you? How are you, guys? Hey, how Is it possible to have a toe-in problem? My right front steering passenger side tire is long-lived even wear and the left side driver's side is wearing and if you slide your hand across it the high side is outside and it's worn more to the inside and as you slide your hand the high side catches on each section of tread uh, to the outside yeah the right side is smooth uh, both ways even both ways. Yeah, Schneider National had that problem with two thousand or 12,000 trucks in 2000 when we went in there to help them. They were wearing out two left front tires for every right front tire. <clears throat> the encouraging thing to me was that they had set all the trucks wrong the same way. So we only changed one thing and we fixed all their problems. <clears throat> Your truck probably also has two other characteristics. One is a tendency to pull right. The other is a tendency to want to follow cracks in the road and hunt, feel a little light or squirrely in the front end. Does that sound about right? Uh, Darn it. I believe you're right about the pulling right. Okay. Yeah, it's pulling right. The third thing that it could do is have a slight shimmy in the steering wheel between 45 and 55 miles an hour. No. The wheel bearings are tight. Well, this would be wheel bearings. It says nothing to do with wheel bearings. It has to do with alignment. Because what I okay. think is wrong is I think you have a very slight toe-out condition, a 30-second of an inch or so while you're driving. And the truck has a slight tendency to pull to the right. Now, because your front tires are towed out a little bit, the right front tire is actually aiming slightly right, and it's going with the drive axis. And the left front tire, because it's aimed left because it's towed out, is the one that's dragging sideways and getting all the wear. So we need to reset the toe, and we need to reset the drive axle slightly to get rid of the right pull. What should the toe be? Toe should be a 32nd or a 16th of an inch towed in when you're driving it, not when you're sitting on turn plates. Right. Okay. Rolling toe I guess we'll have to read your book how to do that. Uh, you can do <laughs> that tape and the tape measure. You want to set these yourself? Yes. Good. Drive the truck up bobtailed onto a concrete or asphalt surface, and it's in the book, take two pieces of duct tape and put them on the back side of your two steer tires. Below the spring. Below the springs, so that you can make two little ink marks on the duct tape and stretch a tape measure across to get a, a reading. And Let's say, for the sake of argument, it's 89 inches. Then you're going to drive the truck forward until those two pieces of duct tape show up on the front side of the tire. You're going to measure it again. Between the two marks. The the second measurement, the front measurement, should be a sixteenth of an inch shorter than the rear measurement. And that's a sixteenth inch toe in, rolling toe measure. And do it and I have to do it just below the spring just to get the tape measure on it. That's all we need. That's all you you need is tape stretch across below the bumper. Okay. All right. I'll try it. No and I'm not going to touch the eight-bag rear right at the moment. I'll see what the toe does for me. 
Yeah, first the toe. Now, if the toe is wrong, when you make the first time you measure it, the front measurement will actually be even or bigger than the rear measurement. Well, that's towed out. And once you fix the toe issue, however, now you're going to wear out both types. You're going to wear on the outside of the right front and the inside of the left front. You're going to even the wear out between the two because you've still got a right pole. All right. Well, I hadn't touched. I hadn't touched it. I don't think it's been tested over nine hundred thousand miles, but I did hit something. So hopefully, it's just a toe. Excuse me. All right. Well, thank you. You have yourself a good day, huh? All right. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Right. Okay. Uh, we got a, another goes. And, Let's do uh, another one. I'm bored. You're bored? Do another one. Just another call? Another call. All right. What we'll do heck? another call. All right. Uh, this is the 716 area code. Good evening. This is Mike. Hey. How's it going? Good. You? Oh, not too off of that. Um... Just a kind of a curious question. I am running XDN2 caps on the truck the company gave me, and I've actually seen it on other XDN2 uh, treads before. Is it's the the main tread is fine, no real issues with it, but the lugs kind of have like an up and down uh, wear to front them. to back. It's always um. Just on the just on the outside edge, like as if you were rolling your hand, doing like a uh, like a roller coaster in the air kind of motion. Yeah, it'd be all the way across the tread, won't it? No, it's just the outside. Just just the lugs on the very outside, just, mainly on the inside of my truck. Mainly on the inside edge, close to the frame. Yeah, yeah. Your wheel bearings are loose. There we go. All righty. And what's happening I'll, is uh, as you're driving, the axle or the bearings are allowing the wheels to flex, and it'll chop the inside edge of the inside tire. All now, right. Is it both the inside and outside tire on the inside edge? Um, hold on. Let me let me go and just take a quick look at it because I just sure. got stopped. So, and I'll describe it a bit more in detail. So, hold on. Normally, it's really bad on the inside tire, and it might be a little bit on the inside edge of the outside tire. Typical. It's yeah on on this truck for whatever reason the inside inside tire looks not so great as the outside tire, and it's not like it's not major, but it's just ever so slight. But it will get worse. Look at it. Okay. Right. Well, I guess the next time I go in for service, I'll have them uh, make sure to check the bearings and the tightness in it. Conventional process to check the bearing, they won't find it. Well, which kind of track is this again? It's a uh, 2012 Freightliner Cascadia. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You gotta you gotta get the right person to adjust. If if they want to talk to us about it, you can have them give us a call. Uh, or, or they can go to our website. We have a, a videotape on our website of how we recommend to adjust bearings. Uh, we'd be glad to assist okay. them, but if they use this general routine process, they won't find it. And they won't get it right. Um, the other thing to do is to I'm go to one sure of our uh, people. It's, it's one of thousands in their fleet, so I'm sure they don't. They take the minimum amount of time to get it half, half-assed right and then send it up the door. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, best of luck to you. <laughs> well, I appreciate oh, well. it. You know, you said you need calls, so I figured I'd just ask a question. So glad to do. Glad to no. answer the question. Somebody else is listening for the same answer. I'm sure they are. All right. Bye-bye. Well, I'm gonna keep on listening to learn some more stuff. So I'll there you go. Get on off on hold. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the one that was going to ask a question just disappeared. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think we just ran out of people. Uh, yeah, well, do I have we, to talk to you then? The seven one. Yeah, because actually, this is him. I don't want to talk to you anymore. No, but there's another one over here. Is there one here? All right, let's yeah. try that. Guy. Okay, so we've got somebody in the three hundred one area code. Give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, this is Mike. Can I help you? Uh, gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. I have a couple of quick questions. Um, I just fairly recently replaced all my drive tires, and I was in the dealer yesterday, and uh, the service manager advised me that I should really change my shock my shocks for the drive. I've already replaced my steer shocks. Um, I know Kevin has indicated that um, these shocks don't last beyond 50,000 miles, so... I just wanted to know what your take on it is because uh, these well, guys are going to last two or three years, literally. <clears throat> the, the cost of a standard set of shocks compared to the cost of a set of tires is cheap, okay? And, and shocks will improve the overall life of the tire. Now, having said those two things, I'm not a fan of fixing things that ain't broken. So the question is, are your shocks bad or not? Now, if they leak... Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the shocks have never been replaced uh, for the last 900,000 miles, so they must be bad, really bad. Sounds like they ought to be replaced, though. Yeah. Okay. But what I'm saying is, uh, will I be replacing them every 50K? Pardon me? Will I be replacing them every 50,000 miles, or... Because... Uh, replace them every two or 300,000 miles. Okay. Um, my second question is about tire pressure. I um, run over the road usually less than 80,000 miles between the Midwest and the East Coast, and I've had conflicting reports about whether I should be running 110 or 120. I just wanted to get your input. Okay. Now, are you worried about the pressure in your drive tires or in your steer tires? Or both. I'm sorry? Are you worried about the pressure in your drive tires or in your steer tires or both? All the way around to the trailer, all the way from the front to the drive to the trailer. What should I be running? What kind of pressure should I be maintaining? Duels or super singles? Uh, yeah, duels. Duels. Okay, good. Yeah. For duels on any dual wheel application, whether it's on a trailer or, in a, or a drive, I recommend 100. 100. Okay? I'm sorry, you, you're breaking up. You said 110? 100 on the drives and trailers. One zero zero. Okay. Okay. On okay. The, now, drive and trailer tires fully loaded. Each tire is only carrying 4,300 pounds of load. Okay. That's a maximum mm-hmm. legal load. All right. Okay. Now, on the steer axle, you're carrying 6,000 pounds or more on each tire. You're carrying almost 50% more weight. So on the steer tires, I recommend between 115 and 120. I see. 
So I should be running between 115 and 120, the rate or rate, on the steers, and everywhere else, 100. Although we have plenty of people who run 110 and are happy with it. We also have plenty of people who run 90 and are happy with it, on drives and trailers. Right. Our recommendation is 100. But uh, as long as you're running more than, you know, 65, we know you're you're meeting uh, the tire specification. Okay. Very cool. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Sure, Mike. We got two more questions here. Two more questions. The 239 area code. Hello there. Hey, guys. How's it going? Goes pretty good. Hey, uh, I was wondering if you could talk about uh, the proper way to rotate your drive tires and how often. I'm sorry. You broke up. We didn't hear that. The proper way to what on the tires? Rotate your drive tires and how often. Yeah. Yeah, we recommend X rotating your drives as pairs. So the left front position goes to the right rear, and the right front position goes to the left rear and vice versa. And the frequency, if you measure the depth, your axle wears Did you get that? No, I couldn't hear anything you said. We're, we got a real breakup going on yeah, here. We're really, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to hear this. Um, maybe we should... Uh, we'll, here. You can put me back on hold. Put that again with you. Uh, just listen, put okay? Put me back on hold. Okay, okay. we're going to talk about how to rotate drive tires at the frequency. Uh... We recommend X rotating drive tires. The left front should go to the right rear. The right front should go to the left rear. The rate of rotation when the rear drive tires have worn four thirty seconds more than the front drive tire, it's time to rotate because the rear axle wears faster than the front one in normal circumstances. Now, by the same token, he didn't ask about it, but I'm going to talk about rotating steer tires. We recommend cross-rotating the steer tires, rims and all, don't dismount the tires. And again, if it's lined the way we want it to align, the left front tire will wear slightly faster than the right front tire. So when there's two thirty seconds more worn off the left front than the right front, I recommend rotating. Now, from a practical standpoint, I find that I'm rotating steer tires about every 60,000 miles or so, and I'm rotating drive tires somewhere between 80 and 90,000 miles under normal highway conditions on the typical truck. So those are our recommendations. And once again, going into why exactly we recommend both the X pattern measurement or 30-second difference. Okay. If you don't rotate your drive tires and the rear axle wears 25% faster than the front axle, which is true, eventually you're going to wear out your rear drive tires and you're still going to have, let's say, 8 30 seconds left on the front. Now, you're going to go buy four drive tires, and they're going to have 30 or 32, 30 seconds on them if you buy new tires. If you put those four tires on one axle and leave the worn tires on the other axle, you'll have such a significant difference in circumference between those tires.
that one axle is going to be rotating faster than the other, and that will damage the power divider. So you want to keep them set, matched as a set within about 430 seconds. The second reason we're axing them instead of just moving front to back is the engine horsepower creates a heel and toe pattern in those drive tires. If you slide your hand around the tread of the tire, front of the truck to the back, it'll feel sharp. Well, that heel and toe is that sharpness. By reversing the direction of rotation by using the X pattern, you flatten the tire back out, you get a good full footprint, and the tire will run quieter. There we go. All right. Well, we've got one more question left, and then we're just going to proudly sit here, look at each other, and argue a bit. So, the 805 area code. That's your question. Hello How are you guys doing today? Fun. How about you? Yes, I have actually more of a, oh, pretty good. I have more of a comment than a question. I listened to the show last weekend, this week, and the callers seem like I can hear them fine, and I can hear Kevin fine, but a lot of times, Mike, you seem to cut out halfway through your uh, conversation, and it goes where we can't hear you. So I just wanted to give you some feedback. You got some excellent information, and just kind of, maybe, I, I hope it's not just me, but it, it seems to cut out on the last show. And this show a little bit, it? so I'm not sure if there's something even going on, on Even there, during this show, it seems... Yeah, yeah I was doing a little bit during this show. The last, guy, the last guy was kind of talking about he couldn't hear you. Whenever he said that, I couldn't hear you either. And then the gentleman about the tire pressure, when you said 100 PSI, I couldn't hear when you said 100 either. It, just, it cut out. So I, I don't know yeah. if there's a now, technical difficulty, but some of your comments are well, cutting out. You know, the interesting thing is I, I heard the same thing you did. So then I went back and listened to the episode um, after it was completed, and all those breakups disappeared in the recording through Blog Talk Radio. So apparently, us listening to it live, we hear things that don't end up in the recording. We'll see what happens with the recording, but I gotcha. do appreciate the feedback because we're still trying to get this technical stuff figured out. Yeah, we are. We're new to this too. So, but yes, absolutely. Thanks for hey, great show, guys. Love it very much. Awesome. Love what you're doing. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Right. You have Thank a good you. day. All right. You too. Thanks. All right. Well, we have no a, more questions. Of, if uh, anybody questions has from callers at the moment, yeah. If anybody has a question or comment, push one on your phone. You'll come up on the queue. We'll be glad to ask talk to you. Oh, okay. We got another question. We got another question. I was just about to start spitting vitriol and uh, anger <laughs> over at Mike for various things he's done in my life, but no, we'll take another call instead. Uh, All right. This is Mike. Can I help you? 307 area code. Yeah, I've got a uh, SL106, and I've got the XCA3 pluses on my steers. And mm -hmm. on my passenger side tire, the outside rib, the inside of the outside rib is wearing down, but the rest of the tire looks great. Okay. Uh, is there any feathered wear, or have you felt for that? It, it, there doesn't appear to be no, and I've yeah I've okay. checked for that and I don't feel anything. Cool. What kind of inflation are you running? One hundred. That's your problem. You're underinflated. Well, you need to get that up to about one fifteen. I'm generally under eleven thousand pounds on my steers. I run about between ten and ten five on the steers. That tire really needs more air. And okay. we find if we can get the air pressure up, what's happening is that the you said it's the inside half of the outside rib that's wearing, right? Correct. And the footprint is actually buckling. And the reason the right tire is doing it is you're driving on a right crown road, and the right front tire is carrying more weight than the left front tire. 
So the underinflation shows up worse there. Uh, makes perfect we found, sense. We found working with the new low rolling resistance tires that we need to keep between 115 and 120 to get the best tire wear out of them. Okay. Smushed down as it passes. Keep the tire thread smushed down as it passes through the footprint by increasing the amount of pressure you've got on the tire. Now those pressures are only for the steer tires. Driving trailer tires, 100 pounds is fine because those tires are only carrying 4,300 pounds per tire. Yep. Right. Okay. Okay. Makes sense to me. Thank you very much. You have a good day. You betcha. You too. All right. All right. Okay, well, this show's going pretty darn well, I think. How many? How, how long have we been on the air? Two hours? Uh, just over 45 minutes. So we got about 14 minutes to go. 14 minutes to go. Good. I'm getting tired of this. Yeah. Well, Ooh. you know, get used to it. Get used to it. All right. Well, you insist. All right. Somebody else there with a question? I don't want to talk to you. 5-1 area code. Hello there. This is Mike. Good afternoon, Mike. <clears throat> Matt Youngblood here. Um, just a comment first uh, about the auto quality. That is a blog talk issue. They know about it. They've been working on it, and I don't know when they'll resolve it, but it's an ongoing problem with everybody, not just you. Probably when we go fiber optic. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> imagine it's ever going to be easy to fix. I mean, dealing with yeah. a whole bunch of microphones and a whole bunch of... Uh, uh, speakers when you when you've got two hundred fifty dollars and two hosts and internet I I'm amazed they do what they do. Yeah, so it's scattered clear across well probably multiple countries you got callers from so <laughs> it's amazing technology but uh, I guess I just wanted to share a story and get your opinion on how far okay. you've ever seen a tow out problem. I uh, bought a pickup truck this last summer at an auction and you know having learned from you walking around it i could see it was towed out inside was wore on both the steer tires uh this is a f-350 ford diesel four-wheel drive uh dually pickup and uh brought it into an alignment shop and an inch and a sixteenth towed out how much an inch plus what an inch and a sixteenth. Oh yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. Oh okay. It, it, like I said, I mean, the tire wear was there. I could see it, and the tires were fairly worn anyway. But you know, the insides are really bad. Sure. And the thing wandered all over the road and adjusted the the toe and put a new set of steer tires on it and drives like a dream now. That's all you want. We had. A, I, yep. I can think over the years that I've been doing this of guys that came in with wild situations. There was a fella who was out of Dallas, had a new set of tires put on there, had his truck aligned, drove from Dallas to Des Moines, Iowa, and ruined the inside edge of both steer tires down to the metal. <laughs> when we measured, he was an inch and a quarter towed out. Wow. What alignment machine they used, but it was out of calibration when they set the truck. If they ever set it. Who knows? Yeah, it's... <laughs> You, you never know. Some factories, they it looks straight, and then it kind of got bypassed and right out the door. Out the door, and down the road he went, and just ruined 
$1,200 worth of steer tires. Yeah. Huh. Embarrassing. Yeah. So how's life going yeah. for you? Uh, pretty good. Um, almost uh, went through a little scare your family had there. Uh, I'm never talked to you since, but sorry to hear about Ray. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and Angie's family had a little bit of a scare today. Her dad had an aneurysm and spent about eight hours in surgery and everything is looking very good here this afternoon. So we'll keep Excellent. praying and our fingers crossed. We'll, we'll, we'll pass you some cross work from this end. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you for calling, sir. You have yourself a great day. Yep, you too. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye. Okay, this is going pretty good. I'm I'm very happy with this. We Apparently, we have the same audio problems everybody else has. Yes, but only live. I, I'm telling you, when it, when it is a blog, when, the, when they're recording it, everybody sounds good. So when people actually get this podcast, uh, when it's available sometime in March... Yeah, yeah. Then you know the quality will be good. will be there. If we you missed any, you know, couple of our little quips, you know, you'll 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 be able to actually hear them. Then. It'll work out. Okay. Uh, how much how much time we got left to run on this? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. All right. Does anybody out there have a question or comment? We got one. A Californian. A Californian. Let's talk to him. All right. Uh, this is Mike. This is Donald here in uh, Julian, California. Here in where? Julian. 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 Yes. I graduated from high school in Julian, California. Good. Yeah, I got I one did. comment. Yeah, and I got your books, and I read them, and they make perfect sense to me over some of the textbooks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got one comment though. Okay. Um, the rainbow scales on Interstate 15. Okay. The there's a little disclaimer on your tire pressure. So they are ticketing guys, giving tickets to guys. If they're five pounds under or five pounds above the sidewall uh, pressures on the tires. So we got to re-educate the DOT again. Yes. Because they have but, no but idea what they're doing. Fortunately, the tires, the wall of the tire does say 110. It does not say yeah, and, max pressure, though. No. That's the minimum pressure that tire requires to carry I, that load. Yeah. I'm just saying, fortunately, it says 110. So if you got 115 in there, you're within five. Uh, yeah, at least, but running 100 is, is a bad idea as far as we're concerned. Apparently, the DOT is going to give you a ticket on I-15. This, this all comes out of the FMCSA's uh, attempts to enforce all kinds of regulations they don't understand. I was at a uh, school bus convention last year in Minnesota, and I sat in on the DOT officer's presentation, and then they listened to my presentation, and when I started talking about inflations, they they didn't understand anything I was talking about. When I pointed out and I made them read the book, they realized they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> it's true. Oh, well. What do you do? Well, we appreciate your call, and we'll start working with the tire guys and see if we can't re-educate the DOT. Okay, yeah, and your books have come in a lot. Those uh, common, uh, the alignment book and the tire book have come in and made made my my job a lot easier. Good. And uh, Jeff, the salesman there, he's been a lot of help with me, uh, to me. Excellent. That's a Excellent. great guy. Okay. Glad to hear it. Very good. Thank you, sir. 
Thank you. Okay. Another good call. Interesting. Do we have another one there that just popped up? Shoot. Yeah, another Californian. Good. Let's talk to another guy from California. This is Mike. Can I help you? Yeah, did you did you really graduate from Julian High School? In, uh, <laughs> yes, County? I did. Yes, I did really graduate from Julian Union High School. <laughs> I, I picked a lot of apples up there and sledded the mountains during the winter. So I grew up in San Diego. It's a wonderful place and ate a lot of pie, too, actually. Yeah. I went to Escondido High School. And and then I wound up going up to Julian, and I my last semester in high school was in Julian. The graduating class, as I recall, was 13 people. <laughs> yeah, I went to St. Augustine High School, which was a small boys' high school in North Park. And then we actually played them in a few sports at Julian. I remember that was – you got to take off for about a half a day because it was sort of a trip to get up there. <laughs> yeah, but it's a great trip. <laughs> It is. I, I had a question. What, what was um, problematic with the uh, Cascadia with the rack and pinion steering system? Okay. Is that something to the avoid? Rack, or what, what? Yeah, the rack and pinion proved to be a failure. Uh, Freightliner brought them out first in 2005 as a prototype. Then they got serious about them in the Cascadia. I think they built between eight and 10,000 of them, and they have a constant tire wear problem. We finally figured out what the tire wear problem was. The rack was actually falling apart. And when we showed it to him, and I think that was in 2009. I think so. Uh, within a week, they were no longer available. They, they finally realized why they were having a problem. Now, the racks were built by a company in Germany. Uh, they're a disaster. Uh, I was surprised that it never got recalled and, and converted. Many of the large fleets that got them had enough pressure on factory to force them to convert them back to steering sectors at a cost of about seven to eight thousand dollars per truck but some of them couldn't and so some of those units are still floating around in the market and and i just hate them here's something that might get out of that out of the blog but here's my memory of the situation before that rack opinion came out uh, we had worked a bit with the freightliner test fleet and they were real impressed with what we had to say and the, the equipment we had and uh, how everything worked. And when, when the rack opinion actually came out, we were real disappointed in them for not recommending our equipment to set the toe and align that thing. And within a few months, we were thrilled that they didn't recommend our equipment to, to align and set the toe on that rack opinion. Because it can't be set. <laughs> it's, it's, it was impossible to set it. It was impossible to keep it set. And people would have been blaming our equipment up and down the highway for it. So just a little inside information on that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And uh, maybe get back to Julian one day. You, you never know. It, it could happen. <laughs> All right. You have a good day. Yeah, thanks thank for you. calling in. What does the time All right. say? Well, we've got uh, only four minutes left. I think, uh, what, what are we doing for our next set of blogs? Well, the next conversation will be part three of our discussion. And in this section, we're going to explore the process used to measure wheel alignment on medium and heavy-duty trucks, which is part of what we discussed today, the difference between rolling toe and conventional toe and conventional alignments. Later, we're going to get into factory specs, we're going to get into the different types of alignment settings, toe, camber, caster, 
uh, kingpin inclination. We'll, we'll discuss all of that as we go along through the 26 weeks of the standard set. Right. But Mike really likes taking calls. So even though that will be the subject, as we've seen today, we're probably going to spend more than half of our, our available time just talking to everybody about what kind of problems they're seeing in the, in the, in the country now. And we thank you for listening in. We thank you for calling. Yep. We're going to wrap this up. I think so. And we'll see you next Sunday night for any of you who can drag yourself away from the Super Bowl. <laughs> if, if we can drag ourselves away oh, from the Super Bowl. Oh, we will. We'll be here. We'll be All here. right. Good yeah, evening, thanks. all. Yep, thank you. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road. 